Okay. So, um, let's do it. I'm ready. Three, two, one. So, welcome to this place, to this space. And I want to start by, by reading a poem that I wrote today as I finished uh, listening to the album that you recommended. That is Charlie Hayden and Pat Metheny's Beyond the Missouri Sky short stories, which was published on 1997. And today in the morning, I listened to it uh, as deep as I could. And after after that, I I record I recorded I I wrote this poem that I wanted to share with you so that we can start the conversation with this. Birds singing at the end of time, bringing joy and peace as the eternal message. What would happen if we learned to communicate without words? How would it feel to listen without the ears, to see without the eyes, to smell with each cell in the body, walking together, side by side, giving space for each one to shine, There is no need to be the one in front. The goal lies in another place where there is no specific road. Only the call that lies within yourself, the one that makes you vibrate when you listen to that particular song. Nice. I like that. Were you familiar with any of those songs you heard? No, no at all. Interesting. Because many of those pieces have lyrics. And I like how you said that, that we we don't need words sometimes. That's, that's what I, yeah. Nice poem. <laughs> And then... Um... Actually, yesterday when when I got the the album, I I saw that in the in the pictures of it there were lyrics, and uh -huh. I was tempted to to read them before yeah. listening to it. But I said, okay, I will go with my mind blank and and just listen to what comes. And and I did not want to read them like between listening the album and this conversation because it's also. Uh, I, I I think that the album is without lyrics because of some, something and and the fact that you chose that one also uh, speaks about that. So like I, my intention was to listen to it and then digest it with you in in a certain way. So uh, why don't you tell tell us tell me why why that album? What what is special about it? Well, it's it's funny, um, I because I I I was having a hard time picking an album for you, of course, because I have many I love, but that album, as you said, was published in 1997, and that was my senior year of my undergraduate degree in music composition. I graduated from the University of Idaho, and changed my major 
two years prior to that to music composition, I was an education major. I wanted to become a music teacher in, in a school. And then I just decided, okay, let's, let's get more into like writing music and playing music. And I love Charlie Hayden. I'm a upright bass player myself. And he's probably one of my biggest influences. And I didn't even actually realize that until many years later, until I produced an album of my own. And then a manufacturer of a, of a amplifier uh, company called acoustic image. He, I I gave him my, my record and he goes, Oh, you sound like Charlie Hayden. And I was like, Holy crap. Uh, That's, that's freaking cool. Like, like this is, this is like 10 years ago, but her, uh, and it was like so neat to like, wow, I guess Charlie Hayden really did leave an impression on me that I almost unconscious that it was like, you know, his sound, his tone, his, his pacing. And, um, but this album is quite a romantic album beyond the Missouri sky, uh, by Pat Metheny, Charlie Hayden. And it's just, freaking beautiful every song every piece is like wow you know just just really touches the heart i think and a lot of what that's why like i i have a couple questions for you too but just like why (laughs) did you listen to this or did you know this this tune um before you like like the moon the moon's a harsh mistress is one of my favorites on there and that's a, a jimmy webb tune and the lyrics are great. The lyrics, you'll, you'll hear the lyrics and you'll go, okay, yeah, this fits this music. I, I know you will. Um, but I never, I never knew the original. I only knew Pat's version. And that was like one, then, then years later, like I think my mother or somebody was like, oh, that's a Jimmy Webb tune. You know, it's a, here, check out the original. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> So I love that. I love that about music, how it's, you, you might hear a version of a song and realize it's a cover, but the cover might be more successful or, or more relatable to you than the original. And that's okay. Right. I mean, it doesn't really matter who, 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 uh, who reaches to you. I'm thinking of like all along the watchtower, Jimi Hendrix, but the original composer was, was Bob Dylan. And, uh, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I, when I was listening today to the album, I, I, I tried to, to think or to, uh, put my attention on, on what the bass was doing, uh, because I was thinking of, of you being a bass player and, and, and how that, uh, the the way that he plays could have uh, shaped your decision of that album, and mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because the the feeling that I got as I was listening to to the album, I, I'm not familiar with like any music of of Charlie, but I I try to open my mind to what I was listening and try to understand it because I'm not like a technical musical person or whatever. I just enjoy a lot listening to music and and try to find my my resonance with it through just listening. I 
I, I'm on my way of being more technical of under or understanding more, but right now I, I just enjoy it. <laughs> so it, it was interesting to see him as a like a companion or like the, the one that was holding the, the space for for Pat's guitar at the beginning and then like these other instruments coming in and, and the whole uh, journey that was the album, like changing from this uh like more intimate space at the beginning and then transforming into something that was like more open mm-hmm. and then it, it was really nice at the end that it it ended up like uh really small in a way and with these birds uh singing yeah. And, yeah. and it was like I cannot talk to you about specific songs because it was like a whole journey and I experienced it like that so yeah it was really nice and and i wanted to ask you like uh, what is the the role of the bass bass player in in your in your musical journey and as you as a bass player well i think the bass player is is a supporter i think it's a it's a position of of uh giving support to the band giving it's a very um it's a position of of just having um like my joke my joke about bass is like you notice us when we're not there so yeah. like if the bass if if something if like i have a cable that cut, that cuts out suddenly or something People are like, what the hell's going on? You know, where where'd the bass go? It's like, <laughs> well, it just I just didn't play for two measures, you know. And uh so that's the I think you notice us when we're not there is is my thing. But and that's that's and that's got a got its own ego, of course, too. But um it's a it it's a rhythmic instrument, it's a harmonic instrument, it can be melodic, it can, you know, it can take solos and things like that, but it's also it's just it's just it's the it's the backbone it's the foundation of a lot of music you can play a c chord on a, on a keyboard ceg and if the bass is playing c okay it's c major but the bass could suddenly go to a and now it's an a minor seven chord and you didn't change a thing in your keyboard mm. and that power is pretty freaking cool you know it's like it's like that's what the bass can do. It can change everything. So you have to have your shit together. You know, it's like a lot of people, um, you know, they think, oh, the bass is easier than the guitar because you only have four strings or you don't have to play chords and all these things or these melodic lines like Charlie Parker or Coltrane on saxophone would have to play these very fast phrases. And that, and yes, they're very impressive. You know, if you look at early jazz and things like that with bebop but the bass has to be consistent at least if you want to get a gig (laughs) if you want if you want to stay in the band you have to be consistent um especially in jazz or music that's uh bass driven i guess you could say um so yeah i like it i like i like the uh it's it's a it's in the background it's it's a it's an instrument that 
feels good to me. I love the, the, the physical feeling of playing the bass. It vibrates the whole body when you play the upright bass, especially. It's, I'm pointing behind me. Your listeners can't see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll play. I'll pluck it right now. Yeah, it looks amazing in the back of. Thank Tyler. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very physical feeling. I remember. I remember. I had a student that was uh, dealing with some um, anxiety and some issues with with pain. And she would play her bass just to feel good. And I think, I don't think she was even a great mm. player. I think, I think she had some intonation issues and this and that, but she just had this joy when she would physically play the bass. And she's like, oh, my back feels better. I'm, I'm more with it when I play this thing and I feel better. I, I go about the day and, I'm like, this is really cool. I, re I remember this. This is like 20 years ago or something. I had I had this student and and it was anyway. So yeah, the bass is is just yeah. Yeah, and as you were talking, I I was thinking about the the kind of music or or the pieces of music that have gotten my like biggest uh, attention or the ones that have touch my core in a deepest way and i have realized that they are the pieces where the like the music repeats itself and the band is doing like the same thing over and over again like for two minutes mm -hmm. and and for someone that is playing electronic music and something that is driven by a computer that is like pressing a a, a button you know but for someone that is playing the the drums or the bass like have the same exact rhythm for two minutes or for three or whatever mm -hmm. is something that requires a, a mental strength that it's really, really interesting to me. And, and when I listen to that, with that uh, thought in my mind, I say, wow, that, that, <laughs> that person has its shit together, as you said. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, it's it's it, it it's a a mental physical consistency that you have to have. Um, one, I, it made me th the reason one reason I just laughed just now is thinking about my my Facebook quote or whatever is like I like long walks dot dot dot, mm. and that's a typical thing that used to be in like dating apps or something, you know. Oh, you know, I'm looking for a, a, a beautiful woman, and she must like wine and and fine dining, and long walks. But in in jazz and bass worlds, it's because we like long form of playing long bass lines. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's something I don't think about it that much as a like oh you know i'm a bass player and i like to play the same thing over and over again it's just it just kind of it's part of the gig it's part of what we do you know we don't need that big spotlight as a singer yeah. would need or a soloist you know we get a solo once in a while and that's cool but that's not why i'm in the game <laughs> yeah and i i'm i remember one gig that i went to see a band and i ended up speaking to the drummer i'm i'm the one that always goes to the band and ask like random things 
So I, I ask him like, uh, can you can you explain to me the space where you where your being is at when you are like playing with the band, especially jazz? That is something that I I think connects a lot with the core of being a human being because it's uh, away from from something that you can learn uh, like uh, one piece after the next one you yeah. can improvise and and that's what calls my attention the most about just like that that's why in the poem I, i i wrote what would happen if we learned to communicate without words yeah. because i i was listening to this music and and when i listened to like just that was recorded live Uh -huh. I, I get this feeling of of communication but without words and I, I'm always like really 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 curious about where is like that space from where that communication comes you know right. can you can you describe it well that's it's funny JP you rec you recognize the the core of what is so cool about jazz for me personally it's it's a reaction music Like, so the drummer does something with a cymbal and then uh, the bass player might, oh, wow, I, maybe I'll react to that. You know, it's like, that's what's so freaking cool about it. It's like, it's like a organic in the moment kind of music. Um, I was just talking to somebody about this. Uh, oh, my friend Scott Haskin, who's got a, he's got his own podcast too, called the Haskin, Haskin cast podcast. <laughs> Asking the best podcast. It's kind of a tongue twister. But um, and he's a drummer, and we were just talking about that. He's like, he's like, honestly, I don't like jazz much, but if it's live, I love it. Like he doesn't like, you know, pre-recorded studio albums, kind of like the album we're talking about a little bit here. But he loves live jazz because it's in the moment. It's you can tell people are reacting to each other. And that's what I love about it too. It's like you can really hear that the more you listen to the music and get in tuned with the, the language where uh, the language without words and, and you get, Oh, you know, the, the drummer's doing this heavy two and four. And now the bass player's doing this pedal point on those same beats. And clearly they're, they're reacting to each other and it's kick ass, you know, when that happens. So, um, but that's, yeah, that's, um, And this album we're talking about, it's interesting. There, there are no words, but, but a lot of these songs have words hmm. associated with them. Uh, the Cinema Paradiso is a great piece as well, and that's from a movie. But uh, anyway, yeah, we can take it wherever you want from here. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, as I told you, I'm always curious about that like mental space because I... I, I tend to think that the like language will not be a barrier in the future of humanity because of all translation that is going on and like these translation apps that they are developing with artificial intelligence. So I think that language right. is not going to be a barrier for communicating between people, you know, and, yeah. and music. Uh, is a language that is spoken by humans 
because it's not something that you learn as you learn to speak Spanish or or Bengali or whatever language. It's something that comes like from from the womb. You know, I I play music to my young uh, Mila, and she is in the womb of my partner, and and I'm I'm sure that uh, she understands it. In a, in a way that I don't understand because I I don't know where her mind is when she listens to it, but but it's something that always uh, amazes me about music and and it's that's why like I'm here talking to you because I I, I think that there is like a, an aspect of music that is not uh, shown yet to like to the world and and when humans discover that i think there will be some issues related to who we think we are yeah. to our ego that will be left behind and i'm excited about that future i i don't know what you want to say about that but <laughs> no that's cool like that's that's a very um it's you're you're you're, you're describing a deepness to music that's not always discussed as a a thing like it's not like i mean we all can say yeah do you we love music yeah that's great you know but but why do you love the music or what what is it's almost like like i could almost take this discussion and then take like a sound clip from the album we're talking about and go that's the moment where you something happened to you didn't it you know mm. and, and maybe maybe that's that's the thing we can't always explain to people but there's a moment that the music went oh wow i can't, I can't even control what what that happened you know it just made my made me tear up and i don't know why i'm thinking uh, about it and i love it right man it's amazing because as, as you were saying that i was yeah. remembering an album that i listened uh, last week from yeah. a, a Polish um, couple that it's amazing. I will send it to you later and I will post it on the notes of, of this episode. But I, I remember a, a point in the album, like maybe 80% through it, uh -huh. where where the sax comes in and I remember when I was listening like my whole body was like bursting on fire and electricity and it was amazing and I think that is like the feeling that that you are relating to or not yeah yeah it's amazing it's it's really amazing how how that power is there and and even maybe like I don't know. Do you, are you doing this thing where you you're, you're you're feeling your baby and like you play some music and then the, the, there's a change maybe I don't know where they calm down or a little bit the kicking the kicking subsides a bit. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I I I'm thinking like, is there any like moment in your musical career where you were playing live uh, that you recall as one moment that you were like exploding on fire can you tell us about like that experience <laughs> well um i can there's there's a tune on my album that um which 
my my jazz solo album called Hear Me Now that uh, it's called The One That Got Away. And I've used this tune. It's kind of funny because I, I wrote it about a girl. My wife's in the other room. I don't want her to hear this. No, <laughs> she, she knows. No, it's like um, it, it's kind of it kind of had romantic roots to it, you know, but um, I've also used it for I've, I've played it at a memorial service for a friend of mine that died, another bass player. I've also dedicated it to a friend's mother who died at another wow. musical showcase. Yeah. And, and that's okay. But I'm like, okay, I've only, I've used this about three or four times for, for events. And I'm like, I got to stop using the same damn song for this. <laughs> but anyway, um, people seem to like it. And I don't know why it's, I'm very influenced by Pat Metheny, Charlie Hayden, uh, the guys we're talking about. And there's, there's actually moments in this, in the song that I wrote that are almost like identical notes that Pat wrote. And I wasn't even conscious of this. And, and I can't believe I'm even telling you this right now, but it's like, it's kind of like a, like he would do this, the same damn thing that I just did. And that's okay. But but um but people seem to resonate with that piece and and uh and i like that i like that you know you can say well this is dedicated this song is dedicated to your mother that passed away and i care about you and and i love you and i want you to know that these notes belong to you right now and there's something about that feeling of just maybe a setup i guess you could say and then delivering the music and then you're just like oh wow these this is just for me um but your question about a specific thing i I think it's just been that song the one that got away i've dedicated it a couple times and it's it's gone the right way with my Mm. intention with it so um it's almost like you know, am I, am I pulling a fast one on this, on these people? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's intentionality is, is what it's all about. You know, so if you write a song, um, and dedicate it to, to a person in a way, it, it can really come across as a, as a good thing. Um, but and now we're getting into like live music. I love, that's what I love about playing music live. It's just, Hey guys, I wrote this song. You, you announce it, you, you announce what it was for originally. And then the audience goes, Oh, oh, okay. And then like after the show or something, they might say, I really like that song that you dedicated to blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot I did that, but it, it touched you. And that's, that's important to me. That's, that's mm. neat how that happens, you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking when you said intentionality and I, I remember a, a concert that uh, with my partner, we went to, to see in Santiago and, mm-hmm. and in one moment, the, the guitar player, uh, his, his wife was uh, drawing on her iPad and uh-huh. the the drawing was was being displayed in the in, like in the show so it was like a live uh, i don't know how to say it but <laughs> the drawing in, you, in real you, time yeah in, yeah you wow. get the idea 
Oh no. <laughs> and and it was his wife and and they have had a baby two months ago and and the guy says so now the this tune that I'm going to play is dedicated to my daughter that was born two months ago and here is Sol my wife and this this tune comes from my love for my daughter and and when I listen to that like my whole perspective of how I was experiencing the music was transformed because I, I, I was able to like try to understand where it came from and, uh -huh. and that brought into the experience something completely different. And, and yeah, that's, that's something that it's, it's really special about live music and, it's it's really hard to to bring it to other place yeah yeah it's it's neat to i think a lot of people want that connection to the song and why it was written and if it or if it was inspired by something deeper than just the notes on the page you know like i mean we can all i mean it I, I definitely like to get into that place where it's like, I want to know what mm. the hell's going on. Like if somebody wants a, a piece written like and dedicated to them or something, I want to know the background. And so anyway, that's cool. Uh, that's a neat concept. You know, the, the drawing live like that. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And how has it been like to not be able to play for this long in front of people? Shitty. For you? Shitty? Very shitty. How, how oh. would you describe it in three words? Very, very <laughs> shitty. <laughs> very, very shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh i've done a, a few gigs recently some freelancing in vegas here and it's been picking up here and there um but i miss the connection and talking to people and playing in front of people uh, i just did a convention gig last monday at the mandalay bay at a bar um uh, sorry a corporate gig i should say where it was like just people on a business meeting um people weren't wearing masks i was wearing my mask i'm vaccinated but it was like okay this is weird like very close together but they were dancing they were there were it was a singer keyboard player and then i was playing the big bass and and it was cool like people came up to me oh sounds great man sounds great and they were dancing and just just in the moment and having a good time. And I was like, okay, I missed this. I, I had that that feeling of, I missed this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's been it's been weird, you know? I've, I've gone through some real ups and downs with, with just, should I freaking get a degree in technology or, or teaching and, and just find a new path? Because I'm, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my mid-40s and I just kind of like, it's weird because some friends have done that. Some have gotten a real estate license. Some have gone back to school to study technology or some other 
kind not even music related just you know law <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's like and they have they had a real passion to do that and i haven't been i've 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 toyed with it i've google searched it but i haven't like said oh my heart is going to go into this other thing i'm like no let's let's stick with the music thing for a little bit and luckily my wife is she's a full-time musician and she's in a show in vegas here but she's been been very supportive of me and just saying tyler take she actually just, just said it yesterday she's like treat this time as like a sabbatical treat this time as a you know you've always wanted to work on these original projects and and work on your bass chops and this and that so which is was which is what we all want right like i mean as a you want a supporting partner that's gonna say i love you and it's not always about the money and the bills i see your passion i see you for what you want to do so yeah but yeah to get to your point yeah i miss playing (laughs) yeah and yeah talking about the the supportive partner and like finding finding your way through through the the hard times i i have been there also and and finding the the energy or the motivation to to pursue your like deepest uh, will or or goals it's really hard Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I I listen to what you say and the the struggle that it means, especially in this in this time that uh, the future is is so uncertain and and things are starting to open up and then they close and we have like this, uh, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I know the Delta variant is, is terrible. How how has it been there? where you're at are you are you near santiago or where where are you at right now i am one one thousand kilometers south from santiago okay I, yeah i i live in a city called puerto aras okay yeah where my my family original is from my from my mother's side and it's interesting also because my my grandfather had a a music store in the in downtown here in my small town oh cool yeah he was the music dealer here and <laughs> the dealer <laughs> yeah yeah actually today when i was going to listen to to your album i i light up a candle in his memory also because i i always think about how amazed uh, he would be if he had the opportunity that I have now of like pressing a button and playing whatever album I I want wow. in the world. It's like this this day and age that we live now, it's just amazing because of that, because of the access of of content that we have. It really is. Yeah. It really is amazing. And that that access is is always easier and easier, but then, so there's like almost like this weird juxtaposition of more access and then less gigs or less opportunities mm. for for some of the younger players. So, um, but because I miss the days, I mean, I'm quite a bit older than you, I think, but I I miss the days of going to the record store and 
being excited about a new album and buying it and looking at it and touching it, seeing the artwork, reading the lyrics. Oh, it's produced by this person and mixed here. And, but we don't have that as much with, with the streaming worlds, you know, mm. was it a music store your, your grandfather owned or was it a, like, like instruments and things, or was it? No, like, he, he sold, uh, like records records. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you say about the the joy of of discovering. Yeah, one, like one of the I would say like the biggest joys that I have is when I find uh, music that I like I don't know anything about and I listen to it and it's like wow, this is something that I like. Yeah. And and now with, with all this access, it is easy to transform that access into noise. And mm-hmm. like filtering out that noise is is really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You have to filter. That's a great word for it. You have to be intentional and say, I'm going to listen to this record. Like, I love your concept for this podcast, by the way. It's, it's great. Like, I'm going to listen to a record. I'm going to take my time and and listen to it. It's like it's very intense. I mean, your your emails to me were were very warm and and like like oh this this guy's really this is a neat thing, you know. That I don't know of anybody really doing it this way. You might hear a podcast where it's an album review or I'm thinking of like KNPR has sound opinions and they review up and coming artists or, or tiny desk concerts on NPR. And it's like, but you're like going, no, I'm going to listen to a whole album and then ask you why you like it so much. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like nobody, I don't know of anybody doing that. So fuck kudos. playlists. <laughs> really? I, I hate playlists. playlists. Yeah. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I, uh, yeah, man, it, it, you're right. Yeah, it's like why? I mean, a playlist is cool if you're going on a long road trip and you know the other person you're sharing it with. But yeah, that's that's why sometimes I I feel that like that that sensations that you were uh, talking about about where music is going to mm-hmm. i i think that playlists have a have something that impacts there because when you listen to a whole album there is a, a cohesion between one one song and the next one and there is like a musical frame that goes through the album and in the playlist you are listening to Bob Dylan and then you're listening to Janis Joplin and then you're listening to this other thing and there is no connection between them and and the the musical experience itself is much shallower, much more shallow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a, uh, I mean, it, it it is radio, right? Radio is based on that. That concept though it's like here's a hit by janis joplin here's a hit by Jimi hendrix and whatever year it is they're all putting out their best stuff but you 
obviously you're just like, no, <laughs> I want the, I want the whole story. I want, I want to know why that song goes into the next song. And that's pretty cool. That's like a, that's old school, man. I like that. Yeah. Let, let's bring the old school back, man. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's something I don't actually, you're making me want to listen to music differently again, because it's like, I, I miss that too. I, now this album, this Pat Metheny and, and Charlie Hayden album, I can think of like, I know that when one song ends, I'll probably know what the next song is. I just, just like, okay, as it's fading out and, and that's an interesting concept too, is like, why did you put this song next? Is it because you ended on a dominant seven chord and it's going to go to the next song and you know if you're ending on a g7 uh the next the next tune goes to c and it sounds great and now i, I now i almost want to do that i almost want to like check out each song's tonality key signatures and where they're going and a lot of times it's based on the style too or the or the you know if it's a you got two fast songs then a slow song then a waltz and then another fast song so a lot of albums will do that especially in jazz there'll be a variety of of tempo changes and things like that but but you're right this is this is not discussed this is not like the kids need to wake up to this shit <laughs> yeah i that's what i told you like today i was listening to this album and it started like in this in this place and then it transitioned to a another place where this new instrument came in that I was wondering like what what is making that noise and I could not uh, I, I didn't know and then it ended up like fading away and and I think that that is uh, at least for me it's a it's a much better use of my uh, limited time that I have in this earth because I, I I only have time for listening to a certain kind of uh, no cer certain amount of albums because I will die in who knows uh, how many years more but since there is so much music right now that you can access uh, this is the way that I have been able to filter it and and it was great. It's kind Super of cool. bringing the record store into the digital era in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're onto something with this. I think it's very important. Like it's a, yeah. Kudos. Hmm. Okay. Sounds like, um, interesting start i it was interesting when I, when i was uh, writing down before you came in uh -huh. I, I was thinking about how uh, we we started developing as humans uh, fighting for our life and struggling to uh, stay alive yeah and like not being eaten by a tiger or whatever Right. And, and right now we are in a stage where we are fighting with ourselves and, and our own uh, image that we have for ourselves. Because right. I, 
like I was waiting for this conversation and I felt nervous because I was doing, I was going to do something that um, impacts my ego because I don't know how it will end up. I, I don't know how the conversation will unfold. And it's interesting to see where uh, we are at, as humans. Like right now, the problems that we have are related to the image that we have of ourselves, not like being eaten by a tiger. <laughs> True. And, and showing up and just putting ourselves out there is, is it's kind of tough. Like, because I mean, you seem like a pretty humble guy. Like you seem like you don't want to just like, Hey, look at this picture of me and Tyler talking on, on this podcast on Instagram and look at what cool clothes we're wearing and my cool background or, you know, you're not into that, that the, the superficial stuff. And, and I think that that's like, I was thinking about this actually just, just the other day, how just, it's hard to just show up and share things because the ego is, is like, I, I don't, I don't like doing it personally. Like I, I, like, I feel like even with my own podcasting or something like, why am I, I have to share it. I just published an episode and then, but then I'm like, I'm not good at feeling good about it all the time. But then I, I get great feedback. I'll, I'll get like family members or a friend or two saying, Hey, I really liked that episode. That was cool. Thanks for sharing it. I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you uh -huh. But it's like, it's like, why is it so much work to do that? And, and like, I don't want to overshare. Do I share like once a week, twice a week? And there's all these like things. And some people just, they don't give a shit. They just share all the time. And that's annoying to me. Like, I don't need to see your, you know, like a couple singers in town. I won't mention their names, but like see their boobs all the time. And like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not even about the music. It's just like, Hey, look at how great I am. And look at me with this person. And it's like, yeah, show me, show me that how you know the tune or sing the the bridge correctly on that that freaking chart, you know, like. So, um, yeah, and it's like talking years ago with our our grandparents, and they didn't have this instant access to media and sharing. So, you're taking the sharing and and getting to the deeper part of it with with albums and that's really cool that's like we don't have that right now we have playlists we have one-off tiktok clips that are just like nobody there's no connection to to the music and uh and i feel like that's where you're kind of going with this podcast i hope i mean that's like just like hey guys this is there's still meaning behind all this that we're trying to do here so but uh, yeah, mm. yeah, and and that connects me with the with something important also about albums. That is the fact that I, I always write down the date where where they were released when I listen to them because mm -hmm. uh, if I was listening to it twenty years ago or now, like the the music itself, the content would be the same. And, yeah. and that's what calls me the attention about the nature of time, 
because I think that in the space that I was talking to you at the beginning of, of the episode, like what, what is the space where you are at when you are playing? I think yeah. that that space is timeless. And I, I can't connect to that space with a playlist, you know? Right. But listening to, to Charlie Hayden and Pat Metheny, I can because there is something beneath uh, beneath the experience itself. Yeah. And I think that it's related to intention also, to the intention of one, the people that created the album and like the people that were around that process and two, the intention that was behind you sharing that particular album and three, the intention that I put when I sit down and play the album and say, okay, I'm going to play this with all this in mind and try to enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's enjoying it, man. That's super cool. Yeah, I was thinking just as you just said that, you know, like I'm 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 sharing this with with you're you're one of a few people that really know that I love this album so much. I mean, there's my wife, there's a couple other musician friends, but it's probably a handful, like three or four people that know. But you will say, oh, yeah, you know, like if, you know, if I die in two years or something, oh, Tyler loved that album. Like, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty, that's pretty deep, you know, and, and neat that like, wow, you know, mm. it's so. Yeah. And, and as I wrote to you in, in one of the emails, I, I think that the like choosing a favorite of something is a really tough process. But why you choose a particular thing uh, speaks a lot about who you are in the bottom of your, of your being. And today we were going to record this and my partner was really like excited about me finally doing this. And when she woke up, I was playing the album like for the second time in the speakers of the house and we were having breakfast and she was like, holy shit, I really like this. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and, and she was like, I, I love it, man. It's really nice. And, and then I was like, yeah, you know, it, it is the album that Tyler uh, shared with me. And, and, and she was like, hey, he must be a cool guy if he shared this. So <laughs> that's cool. That's super cool. Is, yeah, is she too? So, is she does she play or does she sing or no? We are both like the same. We are people that love music and enjoy it and yeah. Super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, I I I love the record. I think it's I just think it's um it's just a beautiful record. Um I'm trying to think of like my if I have a favorite track on there. Probably the Moon's a Harsh Mistress or something like that is my favorite. But um, the sound, the the um, there was something I think you alluded to earlier um, about how there might be some other instrumentation that just kind of comes in there, and I, I think they they did add some strings or some keyboard sounds. And I remember not hearing that the first few times I heard the record, but then mm -hmm. later hearing it and going, oh, 
That's not, that's not guitar. That's not bass. That's something else in the mix. And it was kind of cool to discover it later. Like, like as a, Oh, it just, it just belongs there. But it wasn't like in your face. Like here's now we're, we're in a club remix version of the song. It's just very subtle and beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely taken that kind of aspect of, of subtle um, instrumentation and adding it to my own music and just going, it's okay, you know, it's okay to, to add that sweetener to it. But what's your what what's a favorite tune for you on the record? So it's like layers and adding like these layers on the on the back of the layers of what is that, happening. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, my favorite tune! I I cannot say it. I I I don't recognize any any particular piece of it. It was like a when when I listen to music, I try to unplug my conscious brain and uh-huh. and just like experience it uh, without judgment. So I I don't really know. I I don't really have an answer to your question because I I don't know. Yeah. Cool. There is there is no song that I would add to the playlist because it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> you don't like playlists, I, I take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, man. I the word that I take home right now is consistency. And I will remember you playing the bass on the background uh, <laughs> with consistency and staying with the shed together i think that is something really important of of what you said so so thank you for this space man absolutely this is great man i I love the concept of your podcast this is great i will uh, share with you the albums that people in the future share uh, so that you can enjoy and discover what yeah. how this unfolds i this is the first stepping stone but i will continue to like reach out to people and say hey do you want to jump into a random conversation with a random guy and see what happens yeah that's cool man very cool did you did you have any other questions about this album or or any thoughts Mm, no, I, I I thought about like uh, doing like research and and thinking about what questions I would want to ask or whatever. But then I said no, fuck it. Let's see what happens and and Love it. and see where it goes. So yeah. not put too much pressure on it and just enjoy like your presence and appreciate it. I, I really appreciate that that you have been here this time and and also the, the thought process behind like choosing that particular album and like what I uh, will will have more in my heart is like the moment today when I sat down and, and listened to it because it was important and Thank you for that. You're very welcome, JP. This was fun. I really think you're on to a, 
awesome concept here. This is this is great. So fuck playlist. Fuck playlist. Yeah, I'm gonna change the name. <laughs> that could be funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's uh yeah, if you if you have any other questions or you want to reach out again, well well you know where I am, so <laughs> thank you, brother. All right, take care, buddy. I, I really hope uh, that live gigs come back soon so Thank that you. you can go there and and do what you love and stay true to that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope that everything goes well with the baby coming next month, you said? A month away, huh? Yeah. Great, man. Exciting. <laughs> All okay. right, JP. Have a good day, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.